Hi, y'all. It's Angela, and I'm back for another episode on Business Unveiled. I am so excited about sharing with you guys the this new book that has come out. You've got to get it. And y'all know I don't read that much. I do Audible, but there are some books that aren't on Audible that are worthy of reading <laughs> and putting on your schedule, trust me. Um, but we're going to be talking with the founder, the creative director. She's an author, a speaker of a company called Lab Creative. And why I love this so much is because she's going to be sharing with us all about, it's all about chemistry. And so when you think of lab, I think of chemistry. I think of science where I sucked at that stuff. But really what she does is takes that, I guess, kind of like nerdy stuff. And for like us creatives, like she's creative. So she has broken it down for us and like written a book and she's going to talk about that. And she is an award-winning international keynote speaker. So if you're planning conferences and you need a keynote speaker, listen up. She is an expert on branding and design and her new book is Brand Chemistry, which I think is so cool because branding is like a hot thing right now. And if you don't know the chemistry makeup, you're going to completely miss your target people. So she's the founder, creative director, like I said, of Lab Creative and her mission, ready, is to help ambitious entrepreneurs create strong, memorable brands that consistently attract their ideal client. And I know you guys probably hear this a lot because these are all good keywords, but a lot of people, they don't understand what it takes and what chemistry to put into that. So your brand is memorable. So I'm excited about that. So over 15 years, Laura has helped countless of small business owners and entrepreneurs gain confidence and really grow their business through unforgettable branding. So Laura... And her last name is French, and it means a good speaker, and I hope I don't butcher it, but it's Bopalan. Hi, Laura. How are you? Hi. I'm amazing. That was the best intro. Thank you so much. I loved it. Yay. I'm sending you okay. in ear to ear right now. Say your last name. <laughs> Bopalan. Okay, so I kind of didn't butcher it. You did pretty good. I like, I'm sitting here like practicing y'all like people. Well, and I have such a Southern accent. So before we, we hopped on here, she was like talking about her Canadian accent and people are like, where are you from? Like the South. Um, but I'm still fascinated that your last name means good speaker. Like that's so awesome with the space that you're in right now. <laughs> it is. I mean, I married into the name, but it, you know, it just means it was even more meant to be <laughs> because of that. So I was very happy to take on my husband's name when we got married. Yay. Well, before we dive in and start talking about brand chemistry and what that actually really freaking means, like Take us back. Where where did you grow up? What was your journey? How have you gotten to where you are today to really understand like that a brand is all about the chemistry? Welcome to Business Unveiled, the podcast designed to help you thrive in the creative community. Here's your host, events and productivity consultant, Angela Profit. Hi, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Business Unveiled, expert tips and secrets from top 
creative industry professionals, where we take you behind the scenes of our past experiences in the creative industry and share with you what we have learned from them and how they have made us stronger. This podcast will help you grow a productive and profitable business to launch you into success within the creative industry. Today's podcast is brought to you by Vlog Easy. That is V as in victory. Vlog Easy is an app in the iTunes store for iPhones that help you make content videos as well as vlogging on the go to share with your audience. It has absolutely transformed the way that I do video and communicate with my audience. If you are looking for an app that allows you to edit on the go, or if you simply don't know how to edit videos, this app allows you to do just that. You can record yourself in a quiet room. You don't have to remember what to say. You can simply look at your notes, and each time you're quiet and you pause, the Vlog Easy app takes all of those quiet moments out and edits everything together. It's like magic, and it saves so much. Time. Vlog Easy allows you to record in vertical or horizontal formatting. You can import existing videos that live on your phone into the app and so much more. Vlog Easy Pro gives you the unlimited cloud backup as well as removing the watermark. Give it a try for free today. The link is bit.ly bit.ly slash vlog easy. In all caps, vlog easy is case sensitive. So be sure that you've got that caps lock on and you're putting in vlog easy in all uppercase. V is in Victor, L-O-G-E-A-S-Y. Give it a try. Wow. Okay. It's, it, it could be a long story if I go back too good. far. So I'll try to give you like the, I want to say the Coles notes, but I'm like, my husband and I had this conversation the other day. Is Do, do Coles notes still exist? Will, do people know what those are? So the condensed, do you know what Coles notes are? I don't. No. Okay. So maybe that's a Canadian thing. So in high school, you'd read like your English, like your Shakespeare, whatever. And then you would get the Coles notes which would be like the decipher what Shakespeare was actually trying to say <laughs> in um, kind of a concise, it's like the, the drill down, distilled down highlights of a book. That, so like anyway. Like cliff notes. Okay. So you call them cliff notes. We call yeah. them Coles notes. So it, that maybe that's like a good Kleenex, like it's a brand name thing. Yeah. Right. So cliff notes, I'll try to give you the cliff notes first. Yeah. That's, that's what that is. Yeah. Yeah. So I grew up in a, a small city outside of Toronto in Canada and um, I had an awesome high school teacher who got me into design and I went on to study graphic design in college and I uh, halfway through my second year of college, I was actually in a head on collision with a drunk driver. and almost died. So I lost a year of school, had to move back home with my parents, and and I spent two years recovering from that. I did go back to school. I finished my education, and it's relevant to the story because it really drove me to live the life that I want to live. Like I, I, it, you know, I was 
in a bad place at the time. And I thought, you know, if I died, I would have died miserable. And that would have been the greatest tragedy of tragedy of all. So yeah. it gave me like this new lease on life. I was 18 when it happened. So I, I learned a lot of things that sometimes people, it takes them many, many more years or decades to learn. I learned at a very young age. So after college, I moved abroad. I lived in London, England. I lived in Copenhagen, Denmark, which is where my dad's from. I got to know all my extended relatives and learned a new language and, and worked in design um, in Europe. And then I moved back home, uh, feeling like I wanted to be closer with my family again. Uh, met my husband two months later at a wedding, which <laughs> you'll probably love. Um, people always love ask it. how we met, and we met at a wedding. Um, and that was 17 years ago. So, you know, I, I, I ended up getting a job in design when we moved back, uh, when I moved back, but I, it never, it never quite felt right. I always had this drive to do my own thing. And, and that's probably because I wanted to be in charge of my own destiny. I didn't want somebody telling me what, what I want, I needed to do. Uh, I wanted to be the one saying, what I was going to do. Amen. Yeah. And if you're an entrepreneur, you, that's why you do this. It's not the easy route. Um, but I love what I get to do. And I love that I have the choice, right? Life is all about choices Absolutely. and, uh, it's about pivoting when maybe you make the wrong choice and that happens all the time too. So I took this terrible life experience of this car accident and turned it into the most positive, amazing experience of my life because it led me to live overseas. It led me to people that I never would have met. It led me to my husband. It drove me to start my own business because I believe in surpassing the status quo. I believe that I'm here for a reason and I have a gift to share. And I can't do that if I'm hiding behind you know, a desk and, and working for somebody else. So I started my original business uh, in 2004, which I mentioned to you is actually a wedding stationary business yep. in 2004. And I don't know how long you've been in the industry, but I'll tell you, wedding invitations were not what they are today. Not at all. So at I all. was really at the forefront of changing the, the shape of the wedding stationary world from the um, design standpoint. Oh my God. There were no graphic designers designing wedding invitations. Nope. Literally. Nope. I made such a name for myself. I was featured, yeah. I've been featured in the knot and wedlocks and like style me pretty and like all of the big wedding things I've been in it. I was in the stationary show in That's New York. Awesome. Um, because I brought this really modern, very typographic, design style to wedding stationery, very colorful. Like I'm all about color, bold patterns. And so I did that for 12 years and I loved it for a long time, but I could also, you know, because I'm an entrepreneur and I, you know, I'm a visionary. I look ahead. I could see that it was becoming much more mainstream. There was new online platforms. There was, uh, it was much more saturated than it mm -hmm. used to be. And people, could get the most amazing designs online that were a fraction of the cost that it was for my custom work. And, you know, a part of me fell out of love with it because of, you know, it, I, it wasn't profitable enough. It was great when my kids were really little and I could see, I could see that the industry was shifting, but I was also shifting. 
And I was also doing a lot more work for businesses and helping them with their branding, uh, a lot in the wedding industry and the event space. So I started to realize that actually I was making more money from that work than I was from the stationery. And yet I didn't, I wasn't even marketing it at all. I'm like, something this seems wrong with this equation. <laughs> yep. So I want to ask you really quick, how did you know that you were not making as much money? Like, did you, cause a lot of people that listen and you know, we're both creatives as well. Like until my accountant sat me down and showed me the numbers of like, this is how much you're making, which was in the negative way in the negative <laughs> and you're not charging appropriately. Like, how did you figure that out? Did, did your accountant come to you or it's just something that you like saw in your head and people kept asking for something that, that they needed and you're like, I should be doing this. Like, how did you know? Well, I mean, I could just see the numbers. I mean, it was gotcha. pretty clear that with the cost of printing and envelopes gotcha. and, then mar and marketing, I was in wedding trade shows. I was in, uh, you know, I was paying some of the wedding blogs to be on their, you know, roster. Okay. I, there was so much money going out the door in terms and of printing. And then when I looked at how much time I was spending, I was like, damn, like I might as well be, you know, a barista or, or actually, you know, it, you don't make enough money based mm -hmm. on the time you spend. A lot mm -hmm. of people I find in the wedding industry, they work so hard. And when you look at the hours you put into it, you're really not getting paid that well. No. You're not. And it's also a wedding as a, you know, it's a one-time thing and people stationary is not necessarily a priority for people. So, right. and when they can get, and I can see, Hey, you can get amazing options on some of these fantastic websites They're but they're printers who've curated amazing designs. So I could see that the, the numbers were just not equating. Yeah. And I was actually really enjoying the work supporting the small businesses because, Hey, I've been an entrepreneur for 15 years. I have amazing, valuable insights that I can provide, not just from a design and branding perspective, but just as an entrepreneur, the lessons I've learned that I would love to share with people so that maybe they don't repeat the same mistakes that I did, or they, they can pick themselves back up quicker from those and, and choose a new direction, perhaps. I, I just, I know I'm like jumping all over. And so okay. your website, you guys, you have to go look at it, brainchemistrybook.com. And so it's so interesting, um, which I love the blue and I love the yellow. Like it's yeah. precious. And you guys, like she is so spunky and so cute. And she's like <laughs> sitting in front of like a ton of books. But like, oh, that's my book website. Yeah. That's the, yeah. I have a different one for the business, but that's okay. the one for the book. But I love this. And so, um, have like you being as knowledgeable about design and paper and brand, was it hard for you? Like how the hell did you like choose a color and a font? It's very simple and it's easy. Y'all have to go look at it, but how did you choose that? So interesting story. And <laughs> you'll probably love the book. I, I, you know, I'll send you a copy of it yes. because it's, I, I like to call it the most beautiful business book you'll ever see. Okay. Uh, it's, it. it's full color inside. <gasps> the, the, it's just delicious. Like it's a fortune. 
Because <laughs> yes, I it literally, yes, it was a small fortune to print because I all business books are black and white. Yep. There's very little design thought put into business books. And when I looked at, this is a bit of a sidebar, but when I looked at all of the branding experts and the brand books and speakers, none of them have a design background like me. Mm -mm. I have over 20 years as a designer. So I said, this has to be the best looking book anybody's ever seen. I, you know, so it's, and it's easy to read and it's easy to digest. So it's like, I'm having a conversation with you, which is exactly what I wanted it to be very accessible. But the, I, so much thought was put into the paper and the colors and the look and the flow. Every detail of that book was very thought out. So re rewind a little bit. When I created the branding for Lab Creative, when I pivoted my business about three and a half years ago and actually changed the business name and moved away from the stationery and really focused on my audience of entrepreneurs, I knew I was too close to my business to do the branding. So I hired somebody to help me. That's and that amazing. always throws people, but I'm like, Hey, I have to practice what I preach. Yep. I don't believe that anybody can do their own, like certain things in their own business because we're too close to it. I needed somebody to ask me the questions, to push me, to challenge me, to peel back the layers that I do with my clients and then help me design the visual brand. So obviously I art directed it, the, the logo and all of the colors and that, that all fits me perfectly, but my business isn't just me either. Like I'm building a small team and I wanted it to be bright and bold and fun and have a bit of a feminine edge to it because, you know, I am a woman, but not yeah. be overtly feminine so that, because we work with men as well. So it's, I just love it. I love every detail, but I knew I couldn't do it myself, but I create a, you know, we, my team and I, we create all of the, the design and graphics now, but that initial piece, um, even the book cover, like there was a cover artist who worked with me to create that and it, a book designer who laid out the entire interior. So I art directed it, but if you look at every aspect of my brand from the lab creative brand to brand camp, which is my methodology and my program, which, which has its own brand. And then the book, they all use the same colors and fonts, but there's something unique about each one, but they all tie in beautifully together. And I'm using a lot of hand gestures, but nobody can I see love that, it. which I think is hilarious. I think I do that on every podcast. I'm like, I've got my hands moving, but you can't see that. <laughs> I love it. I can hear it. I can, like, can you? Okay. see the enthusiasm, but it's true. Like when you're talking and people are listening, like the, I feel like they can tell, like if you're smiling or if you're not, or I still feel like expressiveness can still come through podcasts. So well, it, just like, you know, and, and when, if, when you think about your brand people, if you answer the phone and you've got a scowl on your face, they feel that. But right? if you answer the phone with a smile, they can feel that too. Yeah. So yeah. it's something to consider that, you know, and I say this in my book and I say this when I speak that your brand is every touch point somebody has with your business, whether it's social media, it's an email, it's a phone call, a voicemail, you know, in person, every place they see you is leaves an impression and you have very little time to, to make a good impression. 
It, it's so true. But I love how like, and I was looking at all the different websites and what you have done, like you're you in your own skin. Like you were saying, even with your stationary business, you love color. You definitely made a name for yourself because I still even find like color in the last two, three years and patterns and foils and, and mixing like foils and letterpress. I don't, I don't even know how to love that, but it's, <laughs> it's just, um, not a lot of people have always been doing that. And so I feel like it definitely is much more memorable. Like even just looking at your labcreative.ca, like, which I guess .ca is for Canada, right? It is. Yeah. I'm just assuming. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like even your logo and like all the colors and people know what they're getting when they come to you. Like, if they want boring and I'm not saying like it's wrong because a lot of people are afraid of color. I don't know why. Um, and they (laughs) want like plain, which that's fine. But is that one of the things that drove you to become so passionate? Like I want to write this book, brain chemistry. Does it talk about how to use color and be bold and not be afraid of it? It's not really about design, interestingly enough. So the book is all about, you know, and on the back flap of the book, the back of the book, it says, uh, think first, design later. And coming from a designer, that's, you know, I believe that you have to do the deep work first before you can create the visual expression of that brand. So um, I developed brand camp which is my methodology for helping entrepreneurs build the foundation for their brand so their audience looking at their competition what makes them different the benefits they offer why do they do what they do what's the personality of the brand and personality is key and color selection i'll touch on that in a minute then we help them develop yeah. the, the brand position and brand essence so I developed this originally as a two-day kind of in-person event, then turned it into an online course, and which I still have. And now I do the same process with clients one-on-one, and I'm back to offering it at, as two-day events with four people in my studio for a weekend. And it's actually amazing. I love that the most because I get these four amazing entrepreneurs together And we're actually building the foundation of their brand together and they're supporting each other. So it's a really beautiful dynamic that we create and we do the work together. And one of the women said to me, you know, I've been trying for years to figure out what the essence of my brand is and we just nailed it in two days. So it's that foundation that I, yeah, it was so exciting. Um, So it's helping people uncover their secret sauce, right? Like so many people try to emulate their competitors and try to actually blend in, whether they realize that they're doing it or not, they're not being bold enough in owning something that they do. They're like, oh, I do this. Oh, but I'm not getting enough clients. So, oh, I do this, this, and this, and this too. Mm -hmm. And they're deluding themselves. There are things that we do and there are things that we don't do. And I have certain flexibility in different areas, but for the most part, I keep it like this is our process and we don't deviate because it would be doing our clients a disservice. 
So I developed this methodology and I saw how powerful it was for our clients. And I saw how much better our design work got because of that process. So because we did that deep work with our clients and they got the clarity and confidence around their brand, it helped us get greater insights into who they are and where to take their business visually. So now that brand camp is a must with every client who works with us in whichever, whether it's the online course or the in-person event or one-on-one with me, they can't skip that because that is actually essential to the process. And so the book is based on that. The book is based on my brand camp methodology, but because I come at it from a design perspective, I bring a unique voice to brand strategy because I look at it from what are all, what's all the information that we need as designers to create the visual brand. So, and it's, so it's been really interesting and I just knew that I needed to, I don't know, I was, I felt compelled to turn that into a book so that I could reach a broader audience because I didn't want it to just be small. I want to share this with the world. I already have clients in different countries, but I want to be speaking internationally more. I want to have clients all over the world. And I want to build a community of amazing entrepreneurs who are killing it in their business because they're confident and they are clear and they really own what they do. And they're not afraid to stand out. That's awesome. And yeah, like we are, it's amazing because some of us are so close to what we do. And then I'll go do like a two day brain dump with a consultant. And he's like, this, 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 and this done. (laughs) Mic drop. And I'm like, oh my God, I just feel, but you're like, we're too close to it. Yeah. So how long being a designer, and I know you love designing the details, like how long did it take you to write the book and just make sure everything was perfect? Or like, did you get to that point where you're like, it's as perfect as it's going to get, we just need to release it? Or do you feel like you got to that point to where it's like, okay, this is perfect. I, I, I'm good. Like, let's do it. Yeah, I felt like I definitely got to a point with it where I was like, yes, I love this. And I had a publisher. So we we started working together in, I think, May of 2018. Um, And it was completed. The manuscript was completed, I think, by November. And then it went to like layout and all of the logistics and kind of behind the scenes stuff and printing. So it was released in April, April 1st uh, of this year. I kind of, the April 1st has a significant, was a significant day, even though it's April fools, but uh, my husband proposed, (laughs) my husband proposed to me on April fools. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Which we we say it's the longest standing April fools joke ever. That's hilarious. And uh, I officially transition my business to lab creative on April 1st, kind of, that was the official switch over okay. uh, more from an accounting perspective, but yeah. that was like the, the, the line was drawn on that date. And so I had my, my book launch, um, on April 1st of this year. So I thought, oh, good things come in threes. So, so it was That's a fairly so cool. short, 
time frame, but yeah. because I had already built up all of this content for my events and my um, videos for the course, I had uh-huh. a lot of, you know, I had like 10,000 words worth of content already developed. That's not mm-hmm. that it went directly into the book, but I had, I wasn't starting from scratch. I was able to pull certain stories and then it was about finding the right case studies of clients and how to weave them in the story and adding things. So my editor and I worked together to build out the framework for each chapter and then, you know, what needed to be added or deleted. And so it was, it was, it was a fun process. It was a lot of work, but I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, it, it's almost like it reminds me of like, planning a wedding for a year and then it's like you get there and it's like birthing a child (laughs) it's just like you know I I know how amazing it can feel but whenever um we first started like putting out lead magnets and like just little snippets of like little books and I never even thought about doing a book until one day I was told I couldn't speak at a conference because I didn't have a book. Mm, and so yeah. real quick, my, the guy that I was working with at the time, a branding manager, he's like, you have so many videos. He's like, you'll have a book in two weeks. Like we'll just do, and then, you know, we had a book so I could go speak, <laughs> but there, I couldn't really obsess over it. But one thing that was tough for me working with an editor is did your editor find that like, again, you're so close to it. Did they try to change some things up so that it was more relevant to a reader who didn't, who's not like not in your head? Did you go through that at all? Yeah. I mean, they helped me sort of reformulate certain things and they made suggestions. Like I could kind of take or leave some of their guidance and a lot of it I took, but there were certain things that I'm like, no, I would never say it like that. Mm-hmm. And some of the feedback I got from people is that I could hear your voice in my head while I read the book. Like I knew it sounded just like you talk. Like I, it felt, and I wanted, I didn't want it to lose that by having an editor strip out my personality. Right. So my personality is very much injected into the writing of the book. And so we made sure that that still remained. That's awesome. And I know, so you said that anybody that comes to your intense workshops, they have to go through the online course first and no, then the or... course is one of the options. So there's, oh, gotcha. okay. yeah. So brand camp is offered in one of three ways. One is online where it's more okay. of a do it, do it yourself with a bit of my guidance and a, you know, Facebook group for questions and sort of the typical model of a, of an online course. Um, the other is the two day intensive with me and three other entrepreneurs here in Toronto Uh, which I would love to take on the road, actually, if I could find partners in different cities and kind of, that would be really cool to kind of do a tour and just gather people in different places. So that's something I just started thinking about. And then the other is one-on-one. So I work with some businesses where it's uh, maybe they have a bigger budget or they just want to get it done. They don't want to do a group thing or whatever the reason is. Um, So that's, those are sort of the three entry points. And because the book is based on the same thing, it's almost like the book could be one thing, at least the starting point, the course online, in-person or one-on-one. 
So I, I have lots of options. Yeah. Do you find that with your online one, do you, do people finish it and do they actually implement it? So great question. I'm so <laughs> glad you asked. Cause I'm like, do I talk about this or not? So, um, I've, I've tested different models with uh -huh. the online course. The most successful I found was when I had a group in and they would every week we'd have a call and we'd talk about that week's module and they would come and I would give them feed each, give them feedback. And those people did complete it. And quite a few of them went on to hire us to help them with the design piece as well. Mm -hmm. But Right now, what I'm finding is, and this might be a gross generalization, but people are not buying online courses. Uh, or they just don't and do they don't, them. Well, and but that's, they're uh, self-aware enough to know, I've signed up for other courses, I've never done them. So people I'm finding right now aren't buying the online course. And that's fine. I'm like, you know what? It's there. It's built. I add that in as a bonus when people sign up to work with me in another fashion, but people are actually willing to spend more to do the work with you, with me gotcha. instead of doing it themselves. Because a lot of people, they just know they'll never get to it or they know that they're too close to it. And I've been there. I've had people say, oh, well, you could do the online or you could work with me one-on-one. -on -one. And I'm like, yep, I want to work with you one-on-one -on -one because yeah. I don't need to do this. I don't need to, I want a partnership in this. So I'm finding that the small group model and the one-on-one -on -one are the two ways that most people are, are working with me right now. Yeah. I just asked because, you know, we, we have several online courses for various different things and when we run specials and it seems super cheap, which to me, I'm like, that totally disvalues the value of the information. <laughs> However, it's done, it's built. I'd rather people have access to the information and not have access. But it's crazy because, and we've used all different platforms because like, I'm such a test geek, but like one in maybe 20 people because we'll follow up with them and mm -hmm. it's like they almost need like an accountability type thing and then you have people it's like okay I know what I need to do you've shown me what I need to do and then we ask them you know 30 60 90 days and they're like oh I just haven't gotten to it and like in the beginning when I first started doing them years ago I'm like this sucks like people suck <laughs> like yeah. I know that it would like help them and change their life and so do you feel like the takeaway is much different where people, if they come to the like day, the few day intense shop, like they're either going to do one or two things. They're going to go have their team implement it because they have a team or they're going to hire you to implement it mm -hmm. or they do nothing. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not what, pushing. What find? Yeah. I mean, I'm not pushing the online course right now because I feel like, yeah the clients who get the biggest benefit are the ones who have more time with me and, yeah. and they have to be willing to spend more because my time, exactly. it's my brain. It's it, that's what's, there's so much value there. So instead what I'm actually developing is a brand coaching program. Okay. So it's, it's like that ongoing. So after they go through brand camp with me, they get access to a brand coaching, which will be accountability. It will be support teaching them like 
all of the insights that I've gained and have from a branding and a business perspective, I'm going to be sharing with them on a monthly basis. So there'll be Q&A and I'll bring in experts in different areas to help support them so that it's because what I found is that the people who do really, really well are the ones who just go out there and they're visible and they're doing stuff. And the ones who aren't are the ones who aren't visible and aren't doing anything. So I'm trying to actually create something that's a shift away from the, that online course, but it's still online, but it's more that ongoing coaching. So now you've worked with me to help build the foundation of your brand how can I now support you to get like, let's talk about blogging topics. Let's talk about social media. Let's talk about you speaking or getting on podcasts or whatever. Really talk about now, how do you market? Even though I'm not a marketing expert or that's not what we sell, I have so much knowledge and insights to marry in with the branding. And I'm really trying to help entrepreneurs with that because you don't know what you don't know. And I want to share what I know to help them be more successful. That's awesome. So to give us a high level overview, what are the top three things that you tell people to have a memorable brand? Like, are, are there a top three things or is there like a top one thing that you can share just nuggets, tips for people that are still trying to define what their brand looks like? Well, something that I find really valuable is um, really looking at your competitors, which I know nobody really wants to do that because it (laughs) makes them feel gross. And like you kind of have FOMO or you're, you're like, they're so much better. They have so many more followers on social media than me. And you know, you can get in your own head. They're so much more successful, but you don't know their story. And lots of people can appear successful on social media Mm -hmm. and they're actually struggling. Mm -hmm. So you kind of, you gotta have, you have to take it with a grain of salt, right? So if you look at your competitors and what they're saying and what they look like, How can you, you know, what are they doing right? And what are they doing wrong? And what can you do better or different, right? So we don't want wallflowers. We want you to stand out. So I'll give you an example. So I've worked with a lot of people in the naturopathic space. And when you Google naturopathy or naturopathic logos, they're all green and leaves and maybe medical sort of stuff. So how do you stand out if you have another green leaf logo? So it's, I have one client and she's, you know, she's got red hair and red lips and she hula hoops with fire and she's this amazing, really fiery naturopath. Wow. Yeah. But not. That's cool. The indifferent. I, I know. So her and her essence, which we developed together in brand camp is from burnt out to fired up. I love so it. So her logo is a red Phoenix made up of flames. So let's just say that logo stands out on social media and on online. So if you Google and that one pops up and it's not going to be for everybody, but it'll be for the people that go, Oh, Oh, that's, that's me. I fit that's, and you want a brand that is going to make the right people raise their hand. You don't, I, I believe that you need to focus on 
a thing that you do and do it really, really well, have an amazing process that you take people through that client journey and, you know, do something different, have a different voice and make sure that it's authentic. So I find a lot of people, they're trying to put out an image online that looks and sounds the way they think I'm using air quotes, think they should look yes. and sound. <laughs> And this happens in the wedding industry all the time, right? How many hand scripted letters and black and blush pink and gold logos have we seen? <laughs> and, right? Yeah. No offense. They're beautiful, but everybody has one. Uh-huh. So you have to find a way to be unique and to be memorable. I once had a wedding photographer say to me, and sorry, I feel like now I'm like kind of flip-flopping all over the place, but Oh, it's all good. This wedding photographer said to me years ago, he said, oh, I just photographed one of your weddings last night. And I was like, how did you know? We hadn't talked before. Mm -hmm. My name wasn't on the stationery. And he said, I recognized your style. Oh, so he awesome. saw he saw the place cards and the menus on the table at this wedding and knew that they were mine and they were. So have a unique voice. Don't be afraid to not be attractive to everybody right? That's tough in business. You feel like, oh my God, I want everybody to like me. I want to serve everybody. But you won't attract anybody if you're just being sort of, you're spreading yourself out too thin because you do too many things, right? So I know what we do. I know how we do it and how we offer it. And it's not going to be for everybody. And that's okay. So it can be tough when you're like, oh, but we could really use the money and oh, I should just take this on. I have regretted it every single time I've done that. It takes away from your focus. Absolutely. So finding that focus. And one thing that I learned this at a conference this year and every opportunity or client or thing that comes up, ask yourself, does this get me closer to my goal or further from my goal? I mean, you have to define what your goal is first, right? <laughs> but if you look at every opportunity, so I had an opportunity to speak. Um, I was asked to speak at more of a corporate event where everybody there would be like an employees of a large organization. And while I was like, Ooh, that would be so great. I was like, that's not my audience. Right. So I might get paid for the speaking engagement, but I'd have to develop a new talk and it would be completely a completely different audience and it wouldn't actually lead to any business. So I said, no. Was that hard or you were fine with it? Cause you're like, I know that's not my audience. So I'm, I don't need to talk to them. I, there was a moment where I was like, Ooh, I would like to, I would love that paycheck. Right. Like that. Right. But, but I was like, no, that is, does not get me closer to my goal. Yeah. I know who I need to be speaking in front of. Even, you know, years ago, I thought I wanted to go after bigger corporate businesses because they would have bigger budgets and retainer work and it didn't feel right. I just was like, oh, I don't know why it felt like I was kind of pushing a, you know, a boulder up a hill. And then I was like, that's not who I want to work with. I want to work with the small entrepreneurs, the solo entrepreneurs, uh, because that's what I get the most joy out of working with. You know, we get cards of thanks. We get hugs and tears and joy and clients saying how meaningful this was to themselves and their business. That's why I do what I do. It's not to just get a big paycheck from a, a big corporation to 
create something for them. So it's, it, you have to really listen to what you want and who you are. And that takes a lot of self-awareness as a business owner. So you need to find a way to be authentic and, and have a real voice that you share consistently with your audience. You need to, you know, do something different in your industry and everybody has that, but you need somebody usually to help you see what that is and be consistent. You know, you were asking, what are some of the tips? Yes. Consistency. Oh my God. That is actually the biggest most mistake, important. <laughs> but it's the biggest <laughs> problem that most people have is that they're inconsistent. So mm-hmm. I would encourage everybody listening to pull up your social media accounts, pull up your website and look at them together. Would you recognize your own brand? Do you use the same headshot? Do you use the same colors and fonts consistently? Do you have a plan for your social media or is it just photos of your, your lunch and your dog, you know, or is it just selfies? Like have a plan. And so anybody who sees our social media feed or goes on our website or sees me speaking, they're all linked together. But it's not, they're like, isn't it so hard to always be like on brand? And I'm like, nope, because uh-uh. I am my brand. That's right. I wear floral jumpsuits and, you know, <laughs> I, I've got curly hair, which I used to straighten because I thought I had to be, look more sleek and professional. You know, you're a blonde as well. So it's like, yeah. I felt like there was, I was also 27 when I started my business. So I had this perception that people would take me more seriously if I straighten my hair. Really? It's the, I know it's the weirdest thing. (laughs) And it was actually right around the time that I relaunched um, as lab creative that I kind of started embracing my curls. And now it's such a huge part of my signature that people don't recognize me when my hair is straightened. Right. I even scared my kids one day when I came home with like a blowout. I'm like, Oh my God, mommy, you scared me. because That's it's part of hilarious. me. So I feel like I've really, yeah. I've stepped into my authenticity. I write my blogs in my own voice. I write my book. I speak that way. I connect with people. And you know, the other piece of advice I would love to give to entrepreneurs listening is that people aren't buying what you do. You know, they're buying what they get out of it, right? You're there. You're not selling, you can't sell the plane. You have to sell the destination. I don't know if you've heard that, that analogy before. And most people are selling the plane and there's a, there's a million companies doing what I do, right? There's a million people in, in different industries. Most people listening have tons of competitors. So how can you distinguish yourself from them? Well, it's about the client experience. It's about actually your brand is how you make people feel. So years ago on the homepage of our website, it was all pictures of the finished product of the work we do, like the logos and the websites and the, you know, the design pieces. Then we started getting testimonials and the design piece was actually usually the last thing and a list of things that they would write about. It was about how they felt listened to and that it was fun. And they like, it just, it was a no brainer for them to want to work with us. And it was all about the feeling Mm-hmm. around working with us. That was why they hired us over somebody else. And they're like, and of course the design was great, you know, but we have to be great at what we do. Yeah. That's everybody has to be amazing at whatever product or service they're selling. 
you need that just to be in business. But what you need to have a thriving business and a memorable business is an epic client experience that makes them tell everybody about you. And that, so if you look at the homepage of our website now, it's actually pictures of me Mm -hmm. and Maria who works with me and clients, like real clients I brought in and we're sitting and we're like working together. And you know, it's a photo shoot, but I wanted people to be able to picture what it was like to work with us. So you don't actually see any design work on the homepage of our website. It's the experience of working with us rather than the end product. I love that. My mom says, people don't remember what you say, but they remember how you made them feel. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that's good, mom. <laughs> but Would it's you- true. It is. It, it is. So and true. I get that comment from people all the time. And that's, I think that's why I'm, I am really good at what I do. And design is just one small piece of the bigger puzzle of, of a brand. It's very necessary, but it's that connection with people. And every business needs that, right? We're inundated with, you know, images and words. I heard we see about 100,000 words a day. Oh my God. So people are overwhelmed. You need to share your message simply, use great images, preferably not stock images, pictures of you doing what you do so that they want to work with you because people want to work with people they know, like, and trust. I don't know if you've heard that expression and, you know, pictures say a lot. You want to get across your personality and make people connect with you before they've even met you. Yeah. But also too, like, I've kind of learned the hard way. You said this a few minutes ago, like, it's not all about like the design (laughs) and the pretty, (laughs) which is where my head goes. And I've had to learn the hard way, like in my own business, that I I need to do some testing and I need to take a step back and we need to have a strategy. Um, Otherwise, it creates massive confusion and then people do nothing because they don't know what the hell you do. Yes. And so like we've been going through a little bit of that because we're transitioning much like you did out of doing where our primary revenue is coming from weddings and events. I mean, it's been almost 20 years. I'm effing tired. (laughs) And so, you know, for the clients that are ongoing clients because they're entrepreneurs and there's an opportunity more than just one event like a wedding. Um, it, it, that they have multiple things. So the prerequisite is, you know, you have to meet these X, Y, Z to do an event because we're so focused on the education and the productivity and helping people understand how time matters and it's precious and it's going to go by fast. And it's almost like people need support, especially women and like mm-hmm. learning how to, that saying no is okay. And saying no, you can say it in a different way and how to not worry about being liked by everybody because you're not for everybody. And so it has created a little bit of confusion. Like, and you went through this too, like, what the hell do you do and what are you going to do and what are you going to continue to do? <laughs> And so the, the whole strategy of the branding, I mean, we had to put up a completely different website 
like just completely right. different because it wasn't working. Like we've tried for three years to like change things over. And when people land on one website, you know, they, they see the pretty, which the technology and the productivity and the branding, like it's not as sexy sometimes mm-hmm. than people seeing like the pretty events, but it's like, we almost have the wrong eyes looking at the images that we're not going to get business from that. (laughs) So my team's like, we have to stop. And I'm like, oh, but it was so pretty. And so my head always goes to design. So for those of you listening out there who it's all about the pretty, like one of my team members who's like, we're different colors and true colors in the psychology methodology. And she's like, do you want to do what you want to do that's pretty? Or do you want to make money? (laughs) Because... (laughs) And I'm like, you know, F you, like you've got all the analytics, you've got all the numbers, you know what needs to be done. It needs to be in line with who we are. But it can't be pretty without a purpose. And, you know, so sometimes it's just too fluffy, right? And we want to avoid the fluff. So I, one of the, I I love analogies and and metaphors in that. And I I said this to somebody recently, and I I think it it really goes back to something you just said that so many people are, so if you imagine your brand as a puzzle and you are, if without the foundation and that strategy, it's like trying to put together a puzzle without the puzzle box with the picture of what you're creating on it. So, and, and you're just trying to fit pieces together and they're not fitting and you're being reactive because you're like, oh man, oh, we've got to create this and oh, we've got to create that. And that's where you start to just jam pieces together and you don't end up with a, you know, a, you get have an unfinished puzzle or it doesn't fit together. So the work that we do in Brand Camp is to actually, it's like creating the puzzle box cover, that picture. So then you, you have all the puzzle pieces and you can start to fit them together properly because you know all the elements you need. You know what it is that you're creating because you have the vision and you know what you stand for and what you want to be known for. So I love that that's just like, if you picture your brand as a puzzle, you need the puzzle box so you know what the picture is that you're trying to create. Amen. And you've put together, so people can go and actually download a copy of your branding guide at labcreative.ca slash guide. Is that right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So guys, like take advantage of all of these tips, check out the free branding guide and also where can they get their, your, your new book? Yeah. So the book is on Amazon. So you can go to uh, amazon.com and, and look up brand chemistry. If you go to that brand chemistry book, website. Uh, it'll also take you directly to the link on Amazon. That's awesome. Yeah. You guys have to, I like the brand chemistry book.com is just precious. Like <laughs> the color, it just makes me smile. Like when I look at it and I do see the links here. So does Canada have their own Amazon? We have an amazon.ca. Gotcha. Um, so okay. I, the book is available on both amazon.com and .ca, but okay. from a shipping perspective, if you're in the U S oh. you want to order from the .com because they're at a distribution center in the U S and if you're in Canada, you want to buy from the .ca. So it gets sent shipped from Canada. So it's just a, it's, they have different distribution locations. Gotcha. Didn't yeah. 
that I, every day I'm like, I just <laughs> every day. I love it. And guys, be sure that you go and follow Lab Creative Inc. on Facebook and Instagram. And I'm sure you put out all kinds of free nuggets and awesome information on there as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Instagram's my favorite uh, as it is, I think with most people. Um, And I do, I have to do like masterclasses and and do that kind of thing online and and share. So yeah, I would love to, uh, to have some follows on, on social media and hopefully I can help more. That's awesome. And then you have a workshop. Your next one's coming up January, 2020. Is it in Toronto? It will be in Toronto unless somebody wants to bring me somewhere else. And, uh, you know, (laughs) but yes, I'll be doing one in Toronto in January. Actually, it feels like I should be going somewhere warm. Right. Come to Nashville. (laughs) Well, it's, it's kind of cold here in January. We actually travel a lot in December and January, just with events in the Caribbean because it is kind of crappy weather. I know I will be in the Caribbean right after Christmas, but yeah, sometimes January in Toronto is less than ideal, but, uh, yeah. So the one in November is almost full. So I'm booking dates now in January for, uh, another two day intensive brand camp. If anybody wants to know more. So guys, check it out, labcreative.ca. And Laura, thank you so much for all of your time and your insight. Congratulations on your new book. Super excited. Thanks, Angela. Yeah. And thanks for being here today. That's awesome. I loved it. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode. Be sure to tune in next week to another episode of Business Unveiled. Y'all have a great week. Bye. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it with your friends. And I'm so very grateful if you leave a review. Be sure you are a subscriber so you never, ever miss the juicy details of Business Unveiled. Also, be sure that you were part of my email list. And if you're not, sign up today at AngelaProfit.com, where I share valuable resources and exclusive products with only my subscribers. Now, before I go, I want to ask you, if you have a story or a product to share with the creative industry, please let me know. To be considered as a guest on Business Unveiled, visit AngelaProfit.com and submit a podcast guest form. Until next time, remember to stay productive and profitable. You've been listening to Business Unveiled with Angela Profit. Join us next time as we share our experiences to help you be more productive and profitable in your creative business. For more great resources, visit AngelaProfit.com.